I'm not telling you anything new here, but that Brom guy's a genius. Let's talk about it. Mom, thanks for watching. As you know, Jeff Brom came into the 2020 season 0-3 in home openers. What he did by handing the reins to his brother seems like a genius move. His brother goes 1-0 in his coaching debut, and Jeff will probably be back on the sidelines next week, but there's nothing official out there yet. As recently as Wednesday and Thursday of last week, he said his symptoms had subsided significantly and he was feeling much better. So I'm hoping he gets the all clear from the doctors. I don't really know what exactly the protocol is for coaches. I believe it's just 10 days, not the standard 21 that the players have to deal with. Noteworthy right now, Wisconsin's quarterback who just lit Illinois on fire last week might have COVID. And that's a very, very bad deal from for Wisconsin to deal with. It's something that might have effect for Purdue later. Obviously, nobody wants him to have it. <clears throat> Hopefully, he comes out all clear in a second test. Probably no later today, which is Monday. Our friends at Martin Vintage are a family-owned Purdue business. And if you're looking for Purdue gear, go to martinvintage.com right now. They've got a brand new sweatshirt that's got the old block P on the, on the sleeve and the old Pete swinging a hammer on the front. I love the retro stuff. This is exceptional. There's a hoodie or there's a crew neck. Check them out, martinvintage.com. So your Boilermakers are 1-0 and you woke up today. The beautiful fall leaves probably looked a little prettier. I'm looking out a window right here and... They look, do look gorgeous. And as Jay said, the coffee tastes a little bit better on Sunday morning when your team is 1-0, and everything sounds a little bit better. Even the, the birds are chirping a little bit louder, and life is darn good. It's fun to be 1-0, and it's pretty unusual for Purdue to be 1-0. They haven't been 1-0 since 2016, after all. Haven't won a Big Ten opener since 2010. This was a needed thing for the program. This is one of those little steps that I thought was needed for the program to start moving forward this year. I predicted five or six wins this year in an eight-win season. I believe there might be a game affected. I just kind of have a feeling. Nothing other than that that might uh, cause a game to be canceled, delayed, whatever you want to call it. I don't think it'll be delayed because there's no room in the schedule. But five to six wins and an eight win schedule is a pretty significant amount of wins. Jay talked about this in the predicto. It's weird to say five or six wins would be a very good season, but it obviously would be a very good season. Purdue next up will play Illinois and Illinois had some trouble versus Wisconsin. As I alluded to earlier, Illinois did not look very good. Illinois was beaten from the jump by Wisconsin. I think that's probably very disappointing for that program as they thought they were taking a step forward. Not unlike IU, who actually did take a massive step forward. Gutsy call by uh, their coach. Obviously going for two on the first overtime, but I love that call. I don't think he got in the end zone, just to let you know. Not that it matters now because it's official. But I love the call. I love him saying, you know what, we're going to go win this thing right now And versus a good team like Penn State with all that talent. I know I'm talking about a little bit, I'm a little bit all over the board, but I think there's a reason. We're all kind of intertwined together this year, and obviously we're intertwined even more because the season is so truncated. So every game affects every other game more than usual even because of this 8 plus 1 game season. Purdue will square off next week against Illinois and has some work to do. You saw what I saw. Aiden O'Connell looked pretty damn good at times. Specifically, he always looks good in a game-winning drive. That's just what he does. He knows how to win games. He knows how to march a, a team down the field because that guy's cool. 
he has a great temperament to lead a team from behind. The problem is he had some trouble. He had some problems reading defenses. He was a little bit slow on some of the reads. It caused him to get sacked a couple times that were needless and really costly. One of them was a big loss. Um, He also threw a couple picks. One of them was really ill-advised, but he had some others that probably should have been interceptions as he threw into triple coverage. I counted three or four times in the second half alone. That stuff can get cleaned up. I don't doubt it at all. One thing that he had on his side was that guy, David Bell. That guy's really, really good. Bell finished, of course, with 13 receptions, 121 yards, and just three touchdowns. This is what David Bell does versus Iowa. He did it last year. I think he's well over 250 yards in his two games versus Iowa. He did it without his pal, Rondale Moore, and he did it with the number one corner or the number one defender supposedly on him most of the time. Bell made things look very easy. He's such a precise route runner. He's so good at finding the soft spot in his own, and his hands are like glue. David Bell makes Aiden O'Connell a lot better, and he'll make whoever better at quarterback. Check out AJ's. These guys are great. They got 20 beers on tap. And when you are in West Lafayette, you know where to go for Boiled Sports' favorite burger. That's AJ's. EatAJ's.com. We didn't get to see Jack Plummer. I think a lot of people thought they would see Jack Plummer at some point in the second half, especially as Purdue's offense kind of floundered a bit. Purdue really only had three good drives, I would argue, especially going into that, that final drive in the fourth quarter. They just couldn't get into a rhythm. And I think something like that would make the head coach, Jeff Brom, pretty antsy, pretty angry. And you would see him chewing on O'Connell one time. And the second time, he might just say, all right, get in there, Jack, your turn. I don't know if it's necessarily the right way to handle a quarterback, as Coach Brom knows better than anybody because he's been one. Giving the quarterback the reins and then letting him go win or lose a game, I think there's something to be said about that. And obviously, O'Connell now is in the position where you're not going to bench him. He's got. He is the starter after leading yet another uh, come-from-behind last-drive victory. He's done that three out of his five starts. That's pretty darn noteworthy. Um, he's he's a uh, he's a legit cool customer when he's back there behind center and the chips are down. He has to make a play. It, he just goes and makes those plays. But if we just talked about. The quarterback-wide receiver combo, we'd be doing a huge disservice to Xander Horvath. In my opinion, if there's a game ball to be given out, it's obviously Horvath. Horvath did a lot of things right. He stuck with it. It was frustrating early. Purdue couldn't run the ball hardly at all. But finished with over 100 yards, having that dynamic leaping play. And one thing he was doing really, really well, especially in his final two drives, is he was moving the pile forward. In both of those drives, you go back and watch him again, He didn't fall backwards ever. He was stronger and fresher than the next guy. If you're looking for a gift for somebody who is really hard to buy for, check out gridironmetalworks.com. They do great stuff. Get a Purdue grate or get one with one of the military branches on there from your friends and family or even another school. They have some other licenses. You know there's only one school that matters to us though here. Gridironmetalworks.com. Our pals, Purdue people. And this leads me to another thing that Purdue football did so well on Saturday. They were fresh. The coaches were were bringing defensive and offensive linemen in in bunches. And because of that, because of that unusual substitution pattern, Purdue was fresh at the end of the game and seemed to have worn down Iowa quite a bit. 
In my opinion, Iowa's a pretty good team. They've got very good offensive linemen, really solid defensive linemen, a couple good linebackers. They've got a couple good DBs. They've got a couple really bad DBs, it looks like. Their safety gets sucked in a lot. But they have great wide receivers. There's no doubt about that. Probably two professional wide receivers there. They've got a solid tight end. And they've got a quarterback with a massive arm, but very little experience. And he showed it by completing about 50% or a little under 50% of his passes. I don't have the stats in front of me. My point is that's a pretty good Iowa team. And Ferentz is a good coach. There's no doubt about it. He put Iowa in the position to win a game. He was very conservative at times. He frustrated the Iowa fans, as he always does if you're on Twitter. Kind of funny. But Iowa couldn't finish the game, and Purdue obviously did. Jeff Brom coached teams are now 3-1 versus Iowa, which, which is a crazy stat, which shows a lot about certain matchups. Certain programs are just better against other programs, and this is one of those that Jeff Brom clearly has the number. Jeff Brom is uh, in his fourth season. This is a big deal, but his brother Brian is coming off his first win, and he is 1-0. That's pretty awesome. Next up, Illinois on Saturday, and Purdue has a lot to prove and can take another big step towards having a really, really good season if they can handle their business versus a team that they're now favored by three, three and a half points, I believe, according to Vegas. I believe they're going to do it and not just second straight win. David Bell is, once again, Offensive Player of the, the Week. He's a co-offensive player of the week with Wisconsin's quarterback, and he deserves that honor after such a great performance. If you have any questions or comments for us, you know what to do. Comment below. We love hearing from you. And let us know what you think about the new format we're using for the post game. I think Jay and company did a great job at the pregame. Thanks for tuning in. Have a great day. God bless you. Hammer down. It's football season. We'll see you soon. BS all the time.